Good morning and welcome to the Love Well Podcast. Glad you are with me this week. Uh, I hope that you are doing well. Um, We are uh, officially out of the stay-at-home order, Uh, so it's, it's technically been lifted. Sounds like restaurants and uh, different third spaces will be opening up here uh, beginning of the week, and that's really, really exciting. And uh, so, you know, no more uh, stay-at-home countdown, if you will. Uh, it's So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see things uh, changing and good to see, uh, you know, hopefully the, the virus uh, abating a little bit here. And, um, you know, so... Uh, some announcements, just some things that I want to make you aware of. Uh, first, on uh, Sunday nights at 7 o'clock, uh, we have our uh, missional communities with the X13 network. And uh, we are uh, going to be figuring out how to go back to uh, real-life gatherings here very shortly. And uh, those conversations are happening, and, and I cannot wait to be able to tell you uh when, where, all that good stuff. Uh, but you can find that information and how to connect with the missional community uh, at x13.net slash events. Uh, I'm pretty sure for this Sunday we will be gathering virtually in some way, uh, whether that's uh, via video chat um, uh, or uh, possibly just a, a morning message uh, via via Facebook Live or something along those lines. And then and then uh, cookouts or something in the evening, I just don't know. Uh, but the details for all those events, uh, the way to connect, x13.net slash events. So I'd encourage you to go check that out. Uh, I am, can, those of you on Facebook uh, can see, I'm continuing to uh, you know, shoot these uh, podcasts uh, via video and audio. And so uh, you can find the archive of of today's uh, podcast at youtube.com slash Daniel Rose. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter to continue the conversation at Daniel M. Rose. And then uh, most importantly, I would encourage you to subscribe to the Love Well uh, publishing platform that I've got going at danielmrose.com. I'm writing, recording, and, uh, and publishing uh, a few times a week, and if you subscribe, it just goes right into your email inbox, and so you never miss never miss uh, what I am what I am creating. Uh, this week, we wrap up our final episode in uh, the Leading with Grace series. Uh, so we have over the last uh, this is this will be the fourth week. Over the last three weeks, three previous weeks, we've looked at three key words. This week is the fourth key word. Uh, that have uh, really shaped my leadership principles over the years. Uh, And so uh, we've looked at humility, integrity, community, and this week uh, we look at presence. And uh, not presence uh, with a T-S, but with a (laughs) C-E. So, uh, yeah, my my hope is that, uh, that these... These past few weeks have been helpful to you. That uh, that wherever you're leading, whether you're leading uh, in a in a faith community, uh, secular environment, uh, with a sports team, within your family, friends, neighborhoods, 
wherever it is that you're leading, my hope is uh, that that these these principles that I have found so helpful uh, will also be helpful to you, and that you'll be able to implement them, and uh, and hopefully create a leadership environment that is. Uh, that is one that is rooted in grace and rooted in love. You know, one of the things as I went into full-time ministry, uh, I wanted, there, there were a couple things uh, that, that I wanted to be aware of, right? Um, the first thing was I wanted to make sure that uh, my kids would never regret the fact that their dad uh, was in ministry. And, uh, and that's that's easier said than done, um, because the reality is, is that ministry demands a lot of a lot of you. Uh, it really kind of demands all of you, and and so it's so you, you you know you hear the stories, you see the stories of um, of pastors' kids or missionary kids, and they go off the rails, and uh, and there's just a lot of pain and hurt there, and so. I wanted to be pretty intentional about about making sure that that didn't happen, and and a big a big part of that uh, is how I personally I'm learn I've learned is how I personally lead and how I create teams around me. Um, and, uh, and the other thing is uh, is realizing that there is there is way more way more to uh, to life way more to leading than uh, just trying to create some huge following and, uh, you know, and, and building some huge, huge platform, uh, which, which demands even more time and demands even more sacrifice by, by my family. And, and I bring this up uh, because as, as I think about this, this last word, uh, this last principle on leadership, uh, this this principle of presence. The the first thing I realized as as I was thinking about this was for me to be present in my community, for me to be uh, to be present within my within my teams, uh, within the within the the leadership communities that that I'm building. I first. I first had to, to learn how to be present with my family. And, you know, because here's, here's the reality. Here's the reality. Anybody can do my job. Plain and simple. Anyone can do it. Anyone can be uh, kind of the lead troublemaker of the Acts 13 network. Anyone can lead missional communities. Anyone can go to seminary and study and, and learn how to study the Bible and, and all that stuff. Anybody can do that. Anybody can sit here and make this podcast. Anybody um, anybody can do what I do. I am uh, easily replaced in, in, in my role. And that's that's not to it's not to downplay what I do or who I am or anything along those lines, but I have to acknowledge that reality, and part of acknowledging that reality is also acknowledging the fact that only I can be a father to Ethan and Libby. Only I 
can be a husband to Amy. That that's really that's really kind of my unique calling in this world is to play that role is, is to is to be that guy. Um, because you know uh, if if I leave uh, my ministry post, I go do something else. Uh, Acts thirteen may just go away, or uh, the the community may may call somebody else, and they will fill my shoes, and they'll probably do a better job than me. Um, but if I if I go away, if I leave my family, nobody can fill my shoes as a dad. Nobody can fill my shoes as a husband. Um, they can't, and, and as a result of that, I had to learn. I had to learn how to be present when I was with my family. And that has been an absolute struggle. Because the, the calling of pastor uh, is not a uh, you know punch in, punch out, leave it at the office kind of thing. The stories you hear, the conversations you have, uh, the ways that you engage with people, uh, one, doesn't happen you know, nine to five. Two, uh, those conversations um, are heavy. Uh, even when they're joyful, right? I mean, even the, the life life is just heavy. The good things are heavy. The hard things are heavy. Life is heavy, and um, and like 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 anyone that is at work with uh, you know with people who you know where you're sharing life with people, whether that's a counselor, or a social worker pastor, teacher. These are just not jobs that you can walk away from. You carry it with you. You bring it home. You bring your work home. You just can't shut off who you are. Now, as a result of that, as a result of that, I've had to figure out how do I how do I be present with with my family when when I when I get home. When I pull in the garage, when I turn off the car key, and I walk through the door, what do I need to do so that I'm present, so that I'm with them? Because I can't lead. I can't lead, really lead well. I can't lead with grace. I can't lead with, with love if my home is, is a place where I'm not present. If my home uh, is 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 a is a shambles, there's just no way. There's no way that I'm going to lead well anywhere else. Now we can hide that for a while, right? And a lot of people do. A lot of people hide that for a while. Uh, but you begin to see the cracks. You begin to see it. You begin to see it play out. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It, it might be five years down the road. But what happens is when you're when your home life, when you're not leading well in your home, when you're not being present in your home, uh, you bring that kind of brokenness and trauma uh, into into your team, into into your into your areas of leadership. And so, so to learn to be present in my home uh, was. And continues continues to be something that I wrestle with, and so Amy and I have had to have some pretty you know we've had to have some good conversations about what does that look like? What does it look like to come home 
and to be home. Um, and some of that is, you know, trying to be intentional about putting the phone away. I'm terrible at that. Um, you know, some of that is uh, before I walk through the door. Uh, to there, there, there are times where I sit in my car for a few minutes, um, and and process the day. It doesn't take long, but just just t- I take some time to kind of go. Okay, what was today like? What what do I need to let go of, um, and uh, and and kind of put this away for for a period of time here, so that I can enter into my family and be present. Um, some of that. Some of that, uh, you know, requires me to uh, to finish phone calls in the car before I come in. Right? There's n- one of the things that I learned uh, as we got cell phones uh, was, you know, coming home, continuing a phone conversation as I came in, and uh, maybe went to, uh, you know, my den or office or whatever, continued that phone conversation. Um, that just kind of put things, put things in a in a bad way, I guess you could say, uh, just not the best. Um, just just doesn't create the best environment, uh, because what it communicates as I come in and as I'm not really home, uh, that that communicates that I that I'm that I'm not present here. And so, so as we, we as leaders, we have to practice presence. We have to figure out, first and foremost, how do we be present in our home? How do we be present within our families in a very real way? Um, the second thing is, uh, is, is related. Uh, we, we, have to, we have to be present with our friends. And... You know, again, uh, this this kind of goes back to to someone we talked about with, uh, you know, the community stuff last week. But we we as we as pastors, uh, we need we need friends and we need to be present with them, and that that means that when we are with our friends, that we are vulnerable, that that we open ourselves up to them, and that we're not afraid. To invite them into those dark places and in those hard spaces, that we're not afraid to invite them into our doubts, to our fears, uh, to to things that are that are hard. Like we we have we have to invite them in, and we do that by being present with them, by by showing up, willing to open our lives uh, to those to those that are closest to us, to those to those friends. Who, who are able to speak truth and love to those friends that, that we're really intentionally seeking to do life with. This, this presence that we, have, that we have to enter into with them, what it allows us to do, it, it, it allows us uh, to, con- to, to release the, the stuff that we carry with us on a day-to-day basis. Because we carry a lot of stuff with us on a day-to-day basis. On a moment-by-moment basis, we as pastors are carrying a lot. And a lot of that is not something that we can put on our families. A lot of that uh, is not something that we can put on our spouses. 
a lot of that is what is what, where we we need to go be present with our friends, and, and we need to we need to say, "God, this is what's going on." Blah, and let it and let it go. Um, and obviously, you know, you, you have to let it go in, in ways that protect um, anonymity and. Uh, and those kinds of things, you know, be let's let's be clear about that. Um, I'm not saying you go and you and you divulge uh, personal details of conversations and things, but but what you divulge is the feelings and the emotions that you are walking away with as a result of those conversations. And in being. Ha- Having having a presence with friends, having pre- friends present with you, uh, this this is what allows you to to do that. And so you and, and so you have to go and you have to show up, um, and you have to be present with them. Now, this this presence thing, um, I realize maybe we need to to to, to touch real quickly on. And what it is, what that means when I talk about this. Um, presence, presence is a is, is is showing up in a way um, that is real, that is authentic, where you have set aside your masks. Uh, we all we all put masks on. We all hide ourselves. And when we're hiding, we can't be truly present with somebody. Uh, and, and so, and so to be present, to be present is is to come as you are, to truly walk into an environment, to walk into a relationship as you are. This is what presence is, and and it's honest, it's authentic, and it's vulnerable, but it's a showing up, and. Uh, and so it's, it's, and it's not just a physical showing up. It's an emotional. It's a spiritual. Um, it's kind of a, an all of, an all of being, showing up. This is what is required uh, by, by having presence uh, with family, with friends, and then with neighbors. Um, we we. We as leaders need to carry with us. We, we need to enter in, we enter into presence with neighbors, uh, with with the people that live around us. And the reason for this is is twofold. One, um, your neighbors become your friends, and uh, and as we talked about last week in the community episode, uh, too many too many pastors are told that that that's not the way, and that's just a lie, and that's just false. It's just not true. Um, but secondly. As, as leaders, uh, by connecting with our neighbors, what this does is it puts us in touch with, um, with the realities of the world uh, that, that we're serving. Because a leader, a leader first and foremost is a servant. A leader first and foremost is one who's going to set aside themselves for the good of the whole. This, this ultimately is what leaders do. And we are not going to know how to do that apart from being in relationship with our neighbors. When we're in relationship with our neighbors, when we are, when we are present 
with our neighbors, then we begin to learn what it means to love well. And leading with grace demands, demands that we love well. And we're, we're, we're going to struggle with that unless we know our neighbors. Because when we get to know our neighbors, when we are present with our neighbors, what it does is it builds within us compassion and empathy because we begin to learn other people's stories. And when you as a leader know the stories of others, what it does is it allows you to enter in in a different kind of way. And it stops being about you. It stops being about the thing that you want to accomplish. But it begins to be about how do you come alongside uh, those people in your life that you're seeking to be present with and serve them and love them and care for them. And what happens is as we, as, as we engage with that at the family level, at the friend level, at the neighbor level, we bring that, we bring that into our teams. We bring that mindset into the places that we are organizationally leading. Uh, whether that's a, a sports team, a uh, class, a you know, business, boardroom, church setting, mission setting, wherever you might find yourself leading, by being present with your neighbors, you learn how to listen. You learn how to care. You learn how to show up and, and, and be one of the crew. And, and for leaders, too often, that is a missing piece. Too often, leaders have insulated themselves so much from those around them that they have no idea how to empathize, how to have compassion, how to care. They become tone deaf. They become, uh, you know, they become a pe- they become people who are just completely tunnel visioned in such a way that uh, they can't see or hear uh, what else is going on. But by being present with your neighbors, you you learn these things, and you learn these things through practice. You learn these things um, just by showing up to somebody's patio. Uh, and and watching watching how they love their family well, watching how they love their neighbors well, um, and you learn from that. And you learn, and as you learn from that, you take that back to your team. You take that back to the place that you're learning because you are present with your neighbors. And then the last the last area of presence is community, right? Um, the broader community, this, this, bigger, this bigger picture. We as, we as leaders uh, have, to be, have to be present in, in our communities. Um, whether that's your church community, whether that's uh, your business community, whether that's your, uh, the, the community within which you live, there's a presence that, that, has, to come, that has to come through that we have to engage with, um, where, and oftentimes when, when we are in that place, we are in the position of a learner. We are, we are coming, coming under and alongside people uh, who have different kinds of expertise than we do. And when we do that, again, 
we learn the valuable, so many valuable principles. We learn how to serve. We learn how to be number two. We learn how to be a follower. As we, as we learn to follow, it makes us that much better of a leader. And we do that by being present in the broader community where there are other leaders, where there are other people who are, who are experts in areas that, that we aren't. As a, you know, one of the, one of the things that I get to, that I get to engage in are community level conversations. Um, and it's hard. I go, I, I'm, I've got a really strong personality. I have very clear ideas of how things are supposed to work and how we should do just about everything. But when I go to these community level conversations and I sit in these rooms and I, and I, I have, before I go in, I have to make a conscious decision to be present. And, and oftentimes what that looks like is me just stopping, uh, sitting in my car before I go into these meetings and praying and asking God to, to help me have a posture of learning, help me have a posture of humility, help me have a posture of listening and hearing. And, uh, and so I walk in and oftentimes uh, in these meetings, I don't say a word, which for those of you that know me, <laughs> that's, uh, that's not normal, right? Um, it just isn't. And, uh, and it's really hard. And I walk out, a lot of times I'm frustrated. Um, but, uh, but most of the time I walk out going, wow, uh, I learned a lot there. And I learned a lot because I shut up and I listened. And, and oftentimes that's what being present in community looks like for a leader. It's just shutting up and listening for a minute. You know, over, over the last, uh, since, since the last podcast was released, um, uh, racial tension in, in America has, has reached fever pitch. And uh, the cries, the cries of, of our black friends um, for justice uh, have rung out. And many people are, are hearing, many people are listening. Um, and, and yet many people are talking entirely too much. And we need, you know, for those of us like me, we need to listen more, speak less in some of these areas. We need to learn what it means to be present in our community by, by mourning with people, by lamenting with people, by, by hearing their story and not trying to explain it away, by hearing their story and not just saying, well, I mean, come on, man, that's, that's just a thing that, that happened a long, long time ago. Uh, no, we can't do that. Um, we can't. There's, there's no buts, there's no ands. Being present in our community demands that those of us that are in positions of leadership oftentimes shut up and listen and hear, hear what is being said. Because what happens is when we hear what is being said, then this, this hopefully will provoke within us a redeemed imagination to try to help and figure out what are the next steps. How do we move forward? How do we change systems? How do we affect real lasting change? 
so that so that we can move forward. But we're not going to be able to come up with these things unless we listen and hear. And that is not going to happen unless we are present in our communities. So, so this idea of presence um, as a leader, this fourth principle, uh, I, man, I would argue that it's, that it's one of the most, I mean, it's, it's one of four, right? So it's got to be one of the most important things. Uh, but I think it's one of the things that's so easily overlooked because we get so caught up in what it is that we're doing that, that we don't think intentionally about being present with those around us and uh, in, in our families, with our friends, in our neighborhoods, uh, or, or in our communities. And so as you seek to lead, as you seek to learn to lead with grace, learn how to be present. Learn how to be present with your family. Learn how to be present with your friends. Commit to being present in your neighborhood and in your community so that you, so that you can use the leadership skills, gifts, abilities that have been put in you to to make significant and real change in this world. All right, my friends, um, thanks for... Thanks for being with me this week. Uh, as, as always, my encouragement uh, would be to continue the conversation with me uh, on Twitter. Follow me there, at Daniel M. Rose. And, uh, and please, consider subscribing to, to Love Well, um, the, the channel where I publish uh, what I'm creating uh, through the written word and, and the recorded word. Uh, so blogs, blogs and podcasts. Um, I hope that you will. I hope that you will subscribe, and uh, and be a part of that conversation. Uh, but thanks for listening. Thanks for being with me, and uh, and until until next week. Love well, my friends.